0: And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website,
1: evangelag.org. So last week we talked about the importance of knowing God. And one of the things that we unpacked with last week was that the understanding, the, the, the knowledge of God is different for us and kind of our culture today than it was in Bible days that in those days, the idea of, of knowing, using that word in the original language, that it was a word that was often used to describe the relationship between a husband and wife. And so it's, it's a knowledge of God, not just from the head, but it's a, a heart knowledge. And it's followed by this commitment that you find in any kind of healthy marriage where it's not about one or the other, but it's the two that are coming together. That it's, it's mutually, there's a sacrifice that's happening on both sides. And not, and knowing God is something that, that is deep within our heart and it's something that we are, are committed to. And then today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about that next step in the process, which is, is finding freedom. And we're going to talk about what God's desire is for all of us and how he desires us to live our lives. You know, um, when I think of the word freedom, it's something that's a lot easier to describe than it is to define. The idea of freedom is easier to describe than it is to define. And here's an example. If you're a teenager in the room... Freedom to you feels like the last day of school when the bell rings and you're free for the entire summer, right? That's, that's freedom. For those of you that are here today or watching online or listening, um, freedom for you. If you've got a job, freedom might be five o'clock on Friday afternoon. Like, like you're done. It's been a long week. You're walking out the door and it's the weekend and you're just like, it's like a deep breath. It's just, it just feels like freedom. If you're in the room and if you've got young kids, maybe freedom to you is, 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 uh, is you dropping. The grandkids off at the grandparents for a weekend getaway. Can I hear an amen? Anybody been there, done that? Yes. You know, freedom, when we think of that, these things are, are all good when we think about freedom, but, but there is a better freedom that, that God really does offer for all of us. And it's that freedom that I want to talk to you about today. So we're going to look in Galatians chapter five, and I want to read verse one. And it says this, if you've got your your Bible, if you've got a pen or something like that, I want you to circle this for freedom. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. That it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. If you've ever wondered what God's heart desire is for you, it's right there. That it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Paul says, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by yoke of slavery. And that word, uh, those two words, stand firm, that it means to persevere. It it means to to hold your ground. You know, it's uh, being um, a Florida native. It kind of makes me think of of when hurricanes come through and, and you see the... Trees being kind of blown around, and some trees get blown over and and, and, and and get moved on to who knows where. And then some stay planted. They're they're there, they kind of move around, they get they get pushed around in the storm, but they stay planted. And and Paul is, is making this challenge to us. He's helping us see, okay, this is God's heart for your life. That it's not just to receive eternal life, but it's for freedom that Christ died for you, and so his challenge to us is to be like a tree that's that's rooted that's deeply rooted that even when the storms of life come and 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 and, and we've all been there and some of you are are in the middle of right now where you feel the storm and it's kind of blowing and, and you've seen trees in those moments and you hear them kind of crackling a little bit right but they don't quite give up and and that's the challenge for us that even when the winds are blowing and the storms of life are coming Yeah, they're going to push us around, but if we will be deeply rooted, that it will help us to be able to withstand those storms of life. And and Paul says, don't let yourselves, don't let yourselves go back again to the slavery. Don't let yourself go back again to the things in your life that have kept you from from God's best and have have held you captive in your life. And And I think about that, and I read a verse like that, and it makes me think, okay, why would Paul make a statement like that to the believers in Galatia? And that's who he's talking to here, is the believers. And why would God keep that in the scripture? Why would God allow that to be there so that you and I today can be coming together and talking about the importance of the freedom that God wants for our lives? And I think that I think we see the answer to that in this profound statement that Jesus makes in John chapter 10, verse 10. He says that, this is Jesus speaking, that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, think about that for a moment that the thief comes, the enemy comes in your life for three reasons to try to steal your joy, to try to kill your dreams and to try to destroy our life. That no matter how good it looks like, no matter how good sin looks like, I've been there, I've done that. Many of you have been there and you've done that. You know what it's like. I mean, sin looks good for a season, but ultimately, Satan's goal and desire and plan for all of our lives is to still kill, and destroy. And Jesus says, instead of all of that, I've got a better way. He says that I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. To me, that is freedom, that Jesus is painting this picture. You know, and I I love this, um, uh, I guess about a year ago, year and a half ago. Um, uh, And and I don't know if I've shared this with you before, but our son Jeremiah was at youth group and, and, and the Lord really began to stir something in his heart. And the Lord showed him this, he showed him that, that there's two pathways before him, that there's Jeremiah's pathway of the way that he wants to go. And there's God's pathway, the way God would have him to go. And, be, and Jeremiah began to kind of almost have an emotional connection to this as the Lord began to show him that if he continued to make decisions that he wanted to make for his own life, that it led him down a path of, of just hopelessness, that led him down a path where, where he wasn't happy and he wasn't fulfilled, but God showed him that if he chose his path, that it was a path that was full of joy and full of happiness and a, and a path that was full of, of, of purpose. And, and I see Jesus kind of drawing this picture in this moment with this statement that, that there's a way that the enemy would have for our lives that may look good for a season, but in the end, the goal of the enemy is to try to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's this pathway here, but Jesus is saying, but I got a better way. I got a path that goes this way that leads to not just life, but, but life to the full, like abundant life, like r- running over, like a freedom kind of life. I think about the enemy and I think about all the work that he does in our life to try to bring distraction and, and, and get us distressed and depressed over this struggle and over this struggle to the point that we never really grow and reach our full potential in Christ, ultimately robbing us of all that God has for us. And and my guess is, is that there's probably some of you here today and there's probably some of you that are watching online or listening that you know exactly what that is in your life. Like you know exactly the things that, that are in your life right now that tend to, to pull you away from the freedom that God would have for you in your life. Like there are areas of your life that, that every time you pray and every time you spend time with the Lord and, and you're asking him to, to forgive you and do some things in your life, it's this thing or these couple things in your life that you're constantly praying about. For some of you, it may be part of your New Year's resolution that every year you're, you're wanting to give up this 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 habit, this thing that you're doing that you know is not drawing you closer to the Lord. Or maybe there's some of you here today that you've got, you've got something in your life. It's it's a secret that nobody else knows about, but you and God and you recognize that it's something that, that just constantly pulls you further and further away. You know, I think the truth that we see here in Galatians chapter five, verse one, is this as it relates to our life, is that Jesus didn't just die to save us, but he also died to free us think about that. Think about how much we live our lives where we we receive this free gift of salvation, but we spend the rest of our lives bound by the mistakes and the sins of our past. And Paul and, and even Jesus here in John 10 is trying to help us see that That Jesus died for more than just to save us. He also died to free us. He died so that we don't have to be shaped and defined and identified by the things of our past and the regrets of our lives. You know, I shared a couple weeks ago... About my own journey, and I shared about my own life, and and just being all up in the drug scene and, and the alcohol and and selling drugs. And I had in college, I had all the the big keg parties at, at my apartment, and it was just it was a lifestyle kind of similar to this dream that Jeremiah had, where I was I was doing life my way, like calling my own shots, doing my own thing. And I had this moment, I had this encounter with Jesus that that totally changed the trajectory of my life it was a moment when i realized okay god is real like this isn't just somebody that we talk about or that i've heard about it's not just a good book best selling book in the world it's not just something like that but there is a real god and there is a god who genuinely loves me and sent his one and only son to die so that i didn't have to be the one to pay the penalty of the sin that i committed in my life and i just i had this moment where i surrendered everything to him. But the truth is, is that the transformation in my life didn't just happen at that moment. That the freedom from all of the things that I had experimented with in my life and all the baggage that I carried with me, that it wasn't something that just in a snap just went away. That it was this, this process It was this transformational journey that I had to surrender myself to and allow the Lord to to do some things in my life in order for me to experience the freedom that he had for me. And I look back in the rearview mirror, and I think about my life now, and I think about all that God has done, and I think about, you know, you, you, you don't know anything about this because you weren't there, but a cigarette or a beer was like a six finger on my hand. I mean, it was just, it was with me all the time, a part of my life, it was a part of my identity, and God has radically changed all that, that he has given me an amazing wife, an amazing marriage, he's given me amazing Kids, he's 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 put my life on a on a road of of purpose and, and fulfillment that I feel like, you know, and I miss it and I fall short and I make mistakes, sure, but but I feel like I'm headed in the direction that God has created me for in my life. And none of that, none of that would have been possible without me surrendering to this transformational process where God was wanting to free me of the stuff of my past so that I could live the life that he's designed me to live. And so how do we do that? Like if that's you today and you're like, I love God and God's just not here in my mind, but he's in my heart and, and I want to be all that God's called me to be and, and I want to walk and, and be fulfilled, I want that, but I've got this... This one thing, I've got these few things in my life that it just feels like I can never get freedom from. It feels like it's constantly disqualifying me from all that God has for me. Like, like how can I stand firm and how can I experience the freedom that Jesus died so that I could have? Well, I think we find the answer to that question in this one verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17. And Paul says this, he says, for the Lord is the spirit. Now look at this part. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now, so many times we read this as wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like we kind of go through that and it's like, it's like, yeah, there's freedom, but But what if in reading that, we pause and we understood that wherever the spirit of the Lord is, right there, like right there, wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom for our lives. Like right here, we recognize that the spirit of the Lord and freedom, that they are connected. That where you find one, you will find the other. Now listen, don't miss this part. The reason why so many of us as Christ followers, we, we never experience the freedom that, that God sent his son to die on the cross for us to experience is because of this. And here's the reason. Because we accept Jesus as our savior, right? But we resist him as our Lord. Let me say that again we accept jesus as our savior but we resist him as our lord now stick with me for a second and i'm going to unpack that idea you see jesus as savior is my ticket to heaven but jesus as lord is my ticket to freedom Jesus as Savior is about my sins being forgiven, but Jesus as Lord is about him calling the shots for my life. Jesus as Savior is something that benefits me, but Jesus as Lord benefits everyone around me. You see this idea of lordship is something that's difficult for you and i to understand because we haven't grown up in a society that that is ruled by kings or queens you see the word lordship is is defined as this territory under the lord's or the king's domain that it's the territory that's under the Lord's or the king's domain, that it's the king's kingdom, that it's the geographical area or the specific boundaries that belong to the king where the king is the one that calls all of the shots. And as long as you live according to the king's rules, you get to experience all the rights and all the privileges that the king has set into place you see there's a kind of a connection here that when the Apostle Paul writes here in Second Corinthians three seventeen again and he says for the Lord um, is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom he's saying that there is a freedom that you and I can experience in our life within his lordship within his lordship or the boundaries that Jesus has set up that we can't experience anywhere else in our lives. You see, for most of us, we assume that that freedom comes by by living with no boundaries, right? Like I remember those days in my life as a teenager, young college student kind of doing things my own way and my idea of freedom was no rules, nobody telling me what time to come home, nobody telling me what I can and can't do, but freedom is all about me just making up my own rules, doing whatever I wanna do, whenever I wanna do, with whomever i want to do it with and we see a prime example of this with 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 this place in our country called las vegas las vegas is known from this famous tagline that what happens in vegas what stays in." Ve- man you guys are a bunch of sinners oh my gosh i had to look that up no i'm just kidding Do you know why we know that phrase? We don't know that phrase of whatever stays in, or whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. We don't know that because it's true. We know that because back in the 90s, Las Vegas had a, a tourism problem. They were having a hard time getting people to come into town and to spend the money. And so they ended up hiring a marketing firm. And they said, we've got this one problem. We can't get people to come and we need the revenue. And so this firm builds this statement that, that we all know today, giving this illusion that there's this place of complete freedom with no boundaries, And friend, they were successful because they've been bringing in billions and billions and billions of dollars every year ever since. But church, we know that contrary to what Vegas or our society tries to tell us, that freedom isn't found in the absence of boundaries. You know, another misconception that that we have with freedom is that it's found by living in our own boundaries right? We can kind of set up our own boundaries and that sounds totally fine for us in 2021 because we like to be in control of our own life and we like to be the one that calls the shots. And so we say things like, 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 this is what dating looks like for me. This is what marriage looks like for me. This is what church life looks like for me this is what christianity looks like for me this is what parenting or living or our hobbies look like for me but here's the problem here's the problem with setting our own boundaries is that you and i have no lordship that neither you nor myself are god and so guess what happens eventually these boundaries that we set up around our our little kingdom and oftentimes there are boundaries to that that we feel like are going to protect us but when those boundaries that we set up when they don't provide the freedom and the life that we thought that they would in fact many times these boundaries that we build in our lives what do they do instead of drawing us closer to God they actually pull us further and further away But I can tell you this morning that Jesus has a better way. That he's got a better way and I've experienced this firsthand in my own life and this better way is when we choose to live our lives within God's boundaries. You know, someone said once that real freedom isn't the absence of boundaries that real freedom is finding the right ones. But it's not the absence of boundaries, but it's finding the right ones. And those right boundaries are God's boundaries. And when we make the decision to live there, to live our life the way that, that God says that we should live our lives and the way that the Bible says that we should live our lives, that that what Paul's trying to say here is that there's freedom there. Look what Paul says about freedom as he kind of fleshes this out a little bit to the churchgoers in Corinth. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he says, you say that I'm allowed to do anything, but not, not everything is good for you. I think that first part that that these people are saying that, that, that there's a freedom that they think that we have with calling our own shots and living life our own way. And, and I'll be honest with you, in 20 years of, of ministry, 20 years, 23 years of, of following Christ myself, that I've never seen one person that has taken a position of I can call my own shots in my life and them at the same time experiencing the freedom in Christ. I've never seen it. Maybe there's a few out there, but I've never seen it. That in my life, it was a surrendering of my way. It was a surrendering of no boundaries and my own boundaries and repositioning my life into God's boundaries. Because where the Spirit of God is, it's right there. That there is freedom. And Paul goes on to say that you say that I'm allowed to do anything. And Paul says, but not everything is beneficial. In other words, not everything is is pushing you closer and closer to God. In fact, there's some things that are in your life right now that aren't necessarily wrong, but they're pulling you further and further away from God. You see, Paul discovered something in his own journey with God, and it's the same thing that I discovered in my journey with God. That he discovered that real freedom. The kind of freedom that God sent Jesus to die on a cross so that you and I could experience in our own life that it's not found in doing whatever we want to do. It's not found in us setting up our own little kingdoms, but it is only found there where the Holy Spirit dwells in alignment with God's boundaries for our lives. You and I can experience a life that's not dictated by our past, that's not identified by the labels that people have put on us, that is not constantly the voices in our head from our past mistakes. But Paul says that when we reprioritize our life and we live our lives there, where the Spirit of the Lord is. It's in that space that you and I experience true freedom. Friend, I don't know about you. I don't know where your journey is. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what those things are in your life that you recognize that keep pulling you further and further away, that they're just sucking the the vibrancy and and the, the life out of you, I don't know what they are. But I know this. I know that if you will make a decision to lay those things down, even if they're things that that you look up and with a good conscience, you're like, there's nothing wrong with that. But the question is, is your passion and your zeal for God stronger because of that? Or is it weaker because of that? And you and I have a choice in our life. Do the things that we want to do and live a life that's either partially bound or totally bound or give up all the things that we want to do and choose to position ourselves where the spirit of the Lord is. Because, friend, there... Is freedom. Would you bow your head with me and close your eyes this morning? I want to pray a couple prayers today. I want to pray for a moment for those that they love God. You love God, but you've you found yourself doing the things. It might not necessarily be bad, but they're not drawing you closer to God. And I want to pray for you here in a moment. But before I do that, I want to speak to those of you in the room, maybe you're watching online, maybe you're listening in your car on the way to work, and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Friend, I'm going to tell you, not because I was raised in church, because I wasn't. I'm going to tell you from my own experience that what God has to offer you will blow your mind. That his word says that he wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ever asked or think. One translation says, beyond your wildest dreams. Friend, you can keep trying to call the shots in your own life and you keep doing your own thing and you keep saying that that's where freedom is, but I'm telling you, I've been there and I've done that. And freedom is found first by accepting Jesus into your heart and yielding your life to Him. And if that's you today and you you just... Listen, here's how you can tell that the Lord is working in your life is that you can feel an uneasiness. It's almost like a nervous feeling, like like you don't quite know what you're what you're getting into, but it's it's the Holy Spirit trying to help you see that this thing is real. And if that's you today, it doesn't matter where you're at, if you're in the room or online or in your car that's you right there. Where I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But I want you to make a bold declaration. That's me. And I want you to slip up your hand. Just keep it up for a second and then you can put it back down. And I just want to lead you in a prayer this morning. It's the most important prayer that you will ever pray in your life. It's a prayer that determines who pays for your sin. You for Jesus. Yeah. If you raised your hand or that's you at home, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Father, forgive me. Forgive me for living life my way. I believe in you. Thank you for sending your son to die for me. Today, today, I choose to accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come live inside of me and change me into the person that you want me to be. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed and eye closed, I want to pray for those of you that you love God. You do. You really do. But you recognize that there are some things that are in your life that are holding you back. Father, I lift up my friends today. I lift up my friends who deep down have a desire to follow you, a desire to be all that you've called them to be. But Lord, they've been living life their own way. They've been calling their own shots. Father, I pray that in this moment, Lord, that as you're stirring within their heart, that as their their lives are just engulfed by your grace at this moment, Lord, I pray that God, you would give them the courage to step outside of their boundaries and outside of what they think life should look like and to stand in the very space where you are. But Father, in this moment, Lord, that they would begin a journey of freedom in their lives. That Father, they would sit you closer than ever before and that today, God, would be a catalyst for all the amazing things that you have planned for them in their lives. If that's you today, I want you to just ask the Lord, say, Father, forgive me. Forgive me for doing life my way. I say this. I make you the Lord of my life. I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, would you give it up for those that today those that made a decision to follow Christ, listen if that was you today, let us know don't try to do this journey on your own, all by yourself our prayer team is going to be up here in the front at the end of service, they'd love an opportunity to be able to pray with you and kind of help you figure out what's next in your journey, if you're watching online, uh, you can shoot us an email at mel at evangelag.org that's mel at evangelag.org And uh, we'd love to be able to follow up with you.
0: We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and his church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope, where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth, and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek him first in all of your life.